Welcome to Bowel Cancer Australia's Bottom Line podcast. In this episode, we chat with colorectal surgeon, Graham Newstead. A Bowel Cancer Australia board member, Graham is a leader in his field and has dedicated many decades to bowel cancer awareness and prevention, both nationally and across the globe. Hi, Graham. Thank you for joining us on the Bottom Line podcast. Today, we're talking symptoms. So let's just cut straight to the chase and talk about poo. Why do you think that people are not aware enough and want to talk about poo? Well, it's a theoretically distasteful subject and there isn't a lady alive, for example, who doesn't know about getting her breast checked. And um, the guys are getting used to getting their prostate uh, sorted out. That's taken a while. But for the uh, rest of us who are male and female, it's not really dinner table conversation and it really is about time it was. So, Graham, can you tell us what bowel cancer symptoms we should all be looking out for? We don't really want to wait until there are symptoms. We want to be finding the polyps, which are the cause of cancer, before they are causing significant symptoms. The most important symptom, however, is blood in the bowel motion. So blood on the paper, in the toilet, dripping into the toilet, mixed with the bowel motion. Or if it's a more significant symptom when you might have an early growth in the bowel, a big polyp or even an early cancer, which we don't want to have, but if we do, the symptoms are things like a significant change in bowel habit, more than just last night's curry we ate, um, abdominal pain, gripey pain that we don't understand, or a significant alteration in the pattern of our bowels, a bit constipated one day, uh, loose motions the next day, feeling of incomplete evacuation. And finally, very importantly, you don't actually have to have bowel symptoms to have a bowel cancer. And by that, I mean, if you are anemic, which can make you tired, and that can be due to a, a big polyp or a cancer early or late in the bowel, higher up, adding a bit of blood to the motion occasionally, which we don't see, doesn't change the colour, but that might be enough to say, drip, 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 anemia, tired, breathless, feeling a bit weak. So any general symptoms that are unaccounted for, otherwise look for the possibility of a growth of the bowel. And some of these symptoms can be quite vague. For example, with blood, Graham, does it matter in terms of colour or just any blood in your bowel motion? Most of the referrals that I and my colleagues might get from general practitioners will be please see this patient who's mentioning or complaining of blood with the bowel motion. So analysing the nature of the bleeding is important. And when we get to the more significant general group of people who come saying, I've got blood in my bowel motion, we ask, is the blood on the paper or in the toilet? Do you indeed look? Which is what we need to do, isn't it, Graham? We don't want to look at our poo. Terribly important. I would like people to actually look when they stand up before they wipe. Because once you wipe and if you see a bit of blood on the paper, which might be innocent, doesn't mean all blood on the paper is innocent, but it usually is if it's only on the paper. And if it is just on the paper, don't put the paper in the loo, look in the loo and want to know one of two things. Is there blood in the toilet water? And if it's in the toilet water, is it coating the outside of an otherwise normal-looking brown motion? 
Or does it look like it's a bloody motion and mixed through the motion? Is it fresh blood or old-looking blood, a bit purple? Might have come from higher up. And the second thing is, is the blood, in fact, only splattering the dry white toilet bowl? In America, you can't do that. The water fills right up at the top. In Australia, you only have to glance at the white porcelain area. And if there's no blood in the toilet water with the motion, but there's splatters of blood on the white porcelain, probably local anal and easy then for the specialist doctor to check that out. And in the situation of blood, is it you go and see your GP, you wouldn't do a screening test, you go straight to colonoscopy at this point? Most GPs are very, very good about this and fully understand the uh, awareness and screening programs now. But it's important to recognise that there's no point in doing a faecal occult blood test kit if you are already seeing blood. Because if the test isn't positive, there's something wrong with the test. Uh, because if you just simply realise that the test is not a test for polyps or cancer, it's a test for blood in the bowel motion. But many women and men, but a lot of women that are younger are coming through and being told they've got hemorrhoids and not to worry about it and further investigation hasn't happened. And by the time they then discover they have bowel cancer, we're probably in a stage three or four. What would you say in that situation to our listeners? I would say that that's the reason you and I are talking this morning, clearly. And the, the response I've already given you, but not in the detail you want, they must see a colorectal surgeon or at least a surgeon or even a gastroenterologist to be sure that that bleeding is from a hemorrhoid and more importantly, not from anything else because hemorrhoids being normal in everybody, but big in a lot of people commonly, especially the girls after pressure from babies, um, hemorrhoids and bowel cancer can occur together, of course. Yes. They're unrelated, but they occur together. And so uh, I have frequently assessed somebody, who, somebody whose bleeding is hemorrhoidal in origin, we've proven that, but they happen to have further up a small cancer and are therefore cured by surgery as opposed to ignoring it, their hemorrhoids keep bleeding, but their cancer grows to a point whereby we're too late to cure. So I think the point to our listeners today is if you see blood, go and seek uh, further investigation and trust your instincts, basically. We need to actually do what you are doing through me today, very importantly, to make people aware that normal or routine or common is fine provided it's harmless. If you're aware and you have any evidence of any symptoms, get yourself checked. And could I say, Steph, very important also for a child, as soon as they're old enough to understand, to know their family history. Because if there is a history in the family, then that can increase your risk of bowel cancer. So you need to get the proper advice, the statistics and the assessment at an appropriate age to prevent, not to find. So although ours is a bit hidden in the bowel, we have methods to find it and we can prevent it. So why not? 100%. And I think that is the point to be made. It's beatable, but we need to be more aware. 
how do you see the dial changing over the course of the last 15 years? Do you think people are becoming more aware? Yeah, there, there are several changes. I've been mucking around with my white hair now long enough to be able to see significant differences. First of all, when I was a medical student, and that's more than 15 years ago, bowel cancer was an old person's disease. Next is we are actually screening, finding and preventing. So the older people, incidence of mortality from bowel cancer is reducing, despite the fact we have more old people able to get the cancer. That's because of awareness and screening. But, huge but here, the screening that took many years to get the government to finally offer was the fecal occult blood test kit. In the post, easy to do. You don't go, when it arrives, you open it, you do the test, drop it in the letterbox, and you find out whether you've got not cancer but blood, so you then get your colonoscopy. The evolution of colonoscopy availability, fabulous. So they're all the good things. The negatives are, one, that test is offered to people 50 to 74. It was offered five yearly. That's about how long it takes a polyp to turn to a cancer. Not often enough. Last November, Minister for Health gave us second yearly from this year, 2020. To put that in clear terms for our listeners, between the age of 50 and 74, you get the test every two years. In the mail, please do it. Not everybody does it because of the way we started this discussion, the yuck factor. It's not yucking. Dipstick, a little paintbrush in the loo, paint a bit of the toilet water on after you've done your poo, on one little blotting paper strip, close that lid, do the next one the next day, stick it in the reply paid envelope and drop it in the letterbox. Not difficult. Now, that needs to be extended later and earlier, younger than 50 and older than 74. Going backwards, though, is very important, and this is the huge change we are seeing in the last 15, 20 years. Young people are now getting bowel cancer. What we are seeing as a matter of fact is that 10% of the bowel cancers that occur in Australia each year, 15,000 bowel cancers, 10% of them, 1,500, about the mortality from road deaths each year are occurring in people under 50. And so we would like to see the test kit offered at 45 now, not at 50, as has already happened as recommendations for screening in the American program, they have the same increase in young people as we do, and possibly at 40, and certainly those who see blood before 45 or now currently 50, those who have a strong family history, those who have symptoms, or just those who want to check, can go to the chemist and buy the test kit bowel screen Australia which uh, Bowel Cancer Australia is doing uh, with the Pharmaceutical Guild, buy the test kit over the counter, it's about 30 bucks. 30 bucks well spent, I would suggest. Cheaper than a lot of other things. And uh, do the test kit every two years. And that will give you a significant peace of mind. 
for heaven's sake, how easy to do. Correct. Discuss bowels at the dinner table. Make it fun, easy. Well, as you and I have discussed many times, Graham, my 11-year-old still finds nothing funnier than a who and a fart joke. Really? It's constant conversation in our house. I'm sure there are remedies for that. <laughs> <laughs> On that, though, I think that's a... If you take my instance, for example, yes. Angus is 11. I was diagnosed at 42 right. with bowel cancer. What age should he start screening? Well, we have said previously that you should have a colonoscopy, not a faecal alcohol blood test kit, because of the risk which is doubled in first-degree family members with bowel cancer. So we've previously said... 10 or even 15 years younger than the proband, the person that had the bowel cancer. So theoretically, at around 30, he should have a colonoscopy. Graham, we're seeing many states experiencing very, very long colonoscopy wait times. For those that have had a positive screening test, what is the recommended wait time for a colonoscopy? Recommended is 30 days, and many are now waiting many, many months. And there is good evidence to show that if it's many months, the cancers should be positive be due to a cancer and not hemorrhoids or something smaller. If they're due to a cancer, we shift the stage from stage one or two curable to stage three or four potentially incurable. Bowel Cancer Australia is doing quite a lot around awareness. We've also done a lot around research. Um, but what can we do to make the population understand that bowel cancer is Australia's second deadliest cancer, but we can change that? And preventable, and preventable, and preventable. Yes. And therefore, first is that I'd amplify what you said about bowel cancer Australia. Uh, we have a board, we have a lot of different responsibilities, uh, including research. My reason for being there at all is awareness and promotion of screening. And if we can stop, theoretically, 15,000 bowel cancers a year, a third of whom die, if we can stop that, it's a no-brainer. We, we hope people will listen. But only by doing exactly what we're doing today, Bowel Cancer Awareness Month, going to talk to the community, getting on TV whenever we can, Graham, really quickly, um, I'm just going to recap some of those symptoms. So in a nutshell, what are the six rapid-fire symptoms we need to be aware of for listeners? They are blood in the poo or rectal bleeding on the paper. They are a persistent recent change in bowel habit pattern. They are abdominal pain or unexplained discomfort and they are general symptoms such as anemia, tiredness, weakness, etc. They're the main ones, I think. Yes, I agree. I agree. And what would you say to our listeners, the top three things that you would like them to take away from today's chat? One, be aware. Two, you can get it at a young age. Three, don't panic about getting a positive result at a young age. It might be benign. But let me add, for it's a preventable disease and certainly even if you've got an early cancer, if it's early, 
it's curable. Exactly. Graham, we are so very lucky to have you advocating for bowel cancer patients. I know myself that you're a constant source of advice and guidance. But the rest of Australia, thank you for your wonderful insights into why we need to give a shift about our bowel. Thank you very much. Dinner table conversation. Thanks for listening to the Bottom Line podcast. To find out more about bowel cancer or for support or simply to donate, please go to bowelcanceraustralia.org.